I give so I'm feeling lucky Cruising down the riverside West side of Kentucky Ooh, I'm feeling lucky I'm feeling Oh, ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to the Jack and Zach Talk Cat Show Season 2, episode number 16 We are on a roll This time last year Let me tell you We took a fat break I remember we recorded once in January, and I told you, Jack, the last time we recorded was uh, November 20-something. I remember that happening last year. But look at us rolling this time. I really like it. I had forgotten that, but I'm glad you reminded me. It's good to be with you. Even though we've got some unfortunate things to talk about, I'm excited. Yeah. I almost didn't even want to freaking do this. I kind of just want to uh, take a little break, honestly, is what I want to do. I will say, Jack, I I don't know how you feel about this, but next week we're probably going to take a, a week off because we got Christmas festivities just rolling and stuff. So we'll we'll take a week off and pick it back up after a, hopefully a bowl game win and a win versus Louisville. Let's, let's pray for that, please. <laughs> I like the way you're thinking. Make it a good one then if it's going to be the last one for two weeks. Uh, all right, here comes the headlines. You ready for them? Yes, sir. Kentucky versus Iowa set to have the lowest point total in college football history. Liam Cohen addresses report linking him to Kentucky. Criticism continues to mount on John Calipari after Kentucky's offense regresses in big spot against UCLA. John Calipari tweaking offense and ready to play Chris Livingston more. And finally, George Clooney once took a shit in Richard Kind's cat litter box. <laughs> I don't know who the second guy is you named, but that's funny. I, it's uh, Richard Kind. I did. you uh, uh, KSR? They talked about the show The Watcher for a little while. Did you ever watch that one? Yeah, he's the he's the married couple right across the street. Okay, he's, he's the guy in that. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. He's in all kinds of stuff, but that's just the last thing I remember him from. But oh. yeah, I don't, oh Matt Damon was uh, doing something for him at the 45th annual Kennedy. Center honors. I don't know what the frick that is. Sorry, but uh, George Clooney got some big award, and then uh, apparently that was some kind of prank he had to do was take a shit in that litter box. So I thought that was funny to be in the recent news. Wonder if he covered it up. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is that what they do? The cats after they do their business? I think that that is part of their custom. Yes. Well, I do like a wildcat man, but I'm not big on cats. Even though I enjoy these cat newses, I give us a Every every episode, yeah, I do too. I've I've complimented you before on that underrated part of the show, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, back to the other cats. Oh, guys, you're still listening to the Jack and Zach Talk Cat Show, and you're about to get headlines with the cats part two. That's right, a part two headlines. We've never done this before because we've once again, done something we do a lot and just, just mess up our pod. We recorded a kind of a, a long show after those last few headlines, but honestly, some big stuff happened since, and since I could get it out to you, and then, you know, we were rep- repetitive in it, so I kind of wanted to just scrap it and do some more stuff, and we're still going to talk the same stuff, too, but this is what you're about to get. Jack, you ready for another set of headlines? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh, okay. Kentucky football lands commitment from number one QB in the transfer portal. Let's go. Yeah, let's go for real, baby. Hey, Mark Stoops pleased with UK's strong finish to early signing day. 
Kaysen Wallace efficient shooting night drives number 19 Kentucky to 20-point win over Florida AM. And finally, bear with me, guys. This is going to be a dark one. A uh, Singaporean boy caught on camera flinging cat off 22nd floor triggers punishment debate. Uh-oh. Well. I, I debated I debated sharing this one and because uh, normally I like a good laugh here, but th- this isn't funny. No, no, it's not. Uh, I, I got a couple of questions. Number one, I assume that the cat did not survive this incident. That is correct. Uh, number two, I would like to know how old the child is. Ten years. Ten years. Okay, okay. And this is in Singapore? Yes, sir. Is? Okay, all right. Well. And, that, and it, it was caught on camera. Uh, the boy tried to deny it, and then there's a lady that uh, – Showed proof, so then he confessed to it, and now like debates are sparking on how do you punish this kid for what he's done here. This is a this is weird, man. Because I, I usually just love to get a good funny one in here, but Lord, I saw this and couldn't believe it, and I and I don't. This is terrible. Well, I like to be funny too, Willis, but we get on here and talk about life, and that this is what's happening in life. Sometimes uh, people do bad things, and that's yeah. It's, uh, it's often a, a topic of debate, regardless of the specific situation. So I don't know what you do to the kid, man. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, animal abuse is one of the most horrific things a human can do, in my opinion, as I've said before. Yeah. And I quote, not to get all biblical, but that's part of what we're called to do as children of God is protect animals and kind of be a caretaker. So I don't know, man, I don't know what the right answer is on that. I mean, in Singapore, they may chop your hands off. I don't know what they're going to do to them. Somebody might've been waiting at the bottom and scraped a cat up and skinned him and ate him. I have no idea what they're doing over Lord. there, but uh, I don't know. That's terrible. Just, it really is flung him right off what are you gonna do to him willis i don't know i i, I have no idea if this, if this is if this was my kid i would be very embarrassed and very just... embarrassed I, I think it's past that i mean well it definitely is past that but i just like i don't know man i still there... feel bad that i i said this on the pod honestly there ain't no telling what they'll do to him well hey if you guys know what you would do to the kid that did this <laughs> let, let us know in the <laughs> In the comments on Actually, Facebook and please Twitter. Don't. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. Know what you would do to the kid. Uh, to backtrack to the to the headline part one, funny one. Uh, George Clooney taking a shit in the litter box, guys. Let's get another good laugh in. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot better headline than that uh, that dark one. But I, I, you know, hey, it's a we need to do a little bit of everything here. We've been doing a podcast for a long time, Willis. Yeah. And we are mostly UK sports with a few deviations there and here and there. So I don't know. Maybe we need to venture out a little more and talk about things that are controversial. I don't even know. That one's not even really controversial. I don't yeah. know anybody that would be in support of. Uh, oh, no. It's not a single person support. It's just like figuring out the right punishment there. Oh, I know. I know. I know. You're not saying that people are supporting a fella. I mean, he, he probably didn't have a fan section or anything like that groupies okay well let's get let's get to our cats please okay 
football man. Just going to touch back on some of that, some of the headlines. One, uh, the Iowa Bowl game. Just another thing that's making it worse for me there is just being projected as the lowest point total in college football history, which, I mean, they don't freaking know. But it's, you know, just still crazy to see that, and I hate it. It is, and, of course, there are a lot of factors going into that with multiple people not playing on both sides and the style of football and all, yeah. all these different things. And so I I hope that they prove them wrong, all of us, I guess, and, and it's a, a fun game to watch and that we get to see a lot of players on our side, especially that may not get a whole lot of playing time mm-hmm. or, or didn't this past year. And we get to see what they do, man, and – I don't know what kind of competition I will be as a whole, but normally their defense is pretty good. Yep. Um, but also the big dog himself is called is calling the plays, I think. Now they've talked a lot about the wide receiver coach having some input there too. So uh, I don't know, but you know, Willis, I think you were at the game Kaya Sharon started at, weren't you? Wasn't that old miss? Or no, it- Will played that whole game. Okay. Might have been the next one then. Yeah, that was South Carolina. Either way, man, he, um, you know, he was throwing some good balls. Yeah. He really was. So there is a chance that they get somebody out there and they just, their whole offense is get the ball in Dane Key, Barry and Brown, Tavion Robinson, get the ball in their hands and let them do the hard work. Yes, sir. And last week, uh, not last week, sorry, a couple nights ago, Jack, when we recorded this thing, we were – we were kind of still talking about Liam mm-hmm. addressing the rumors. Is he coming? Is he not coming? Rams are out now, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, you, you've you said it. Go ahead and say it if you want. I, I just think there's a process of elimination that yeah. most people have or can easily go through. And that is that Mark Stoops normally go goes ahead and gets a guy. And he, he, because his brothers have been in coaching and uh, he was under the, the tree of good coaches and people, staffers, et cetera, from Florida State, that uh, he just has a really good set of connections. And I think he's well-respected. I think people are honest with him. Normally he gets good information, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So what I'm saying is, like, normally he'll go ahead and make a hire. So, unless he was waiting on Liam Cohen to finish the year, there would be no reason for him not to have already named somebody as a replacement. Yep. Second, there's no way in a day, on the same day, you get a quarterback who just happens to be the number one recorder, the number one recorder back, the number one quarterback in the transfer portal. Yeah and the number four overall player, and then a a running back who was a 1,000-yard rusher in the SEC last year. Yeah. If you do not have an offensive coordinator that they're talking to. Writing's on the wall. Yeah. And Mark Stoops is not even an offensive coach. He's a defensive coach. So all the more reason to believe that there's somebody that these kids are talking to that's given them some faith that, hey, we're – we're going to be doing some big stuff next year on offense. You need to be here for it. Just my opinion. Heck yeah. Well, you're, I believe your opinion is 100% right there. Just makes total sense. Wouldn't make any sense in any other way. I can't believe it, man. Getting this number one QB, that, that's freaking awesome. It is. And 
What what was he like? Thirty five touchdowns to seven interceptions or something? I'm not real sure. I haven't kept. I didn't. I didn't dive too deep into his stats uh, for multiple reasons. N- n- you know, nothing negative. Just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. But I did see that he. I think out of the last three years, he's only had one full year because of getting hurt injury. That worries me a little bit. I'm gonna say, is we should we be worried about this? Well, it does. It worries me a little bit because he's playing in the SEC, and our offensive line last year was like suspect at best. But I also think that the offensive scheme will protect the quarterback a little more under Liam Cohen. And just from what I've read and what they've said on the radio, it sounded like that the offensive coordinator Rich Scangarello some of the terminology and the variance or the, um, you know, the variables as far as lineups and audibles at the line and stuff was a little harder for the offensive lineman to pick up on. And so that there was a confusion aspect also, which was one of the reasons they weren't blocking as good. So I think some of that will get cleaned up and those guys will have a, a whole off season to get better. Yeah. I mean, could he get hurt? Yeah, he can get hurt. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that there, there are reasons to be optimistic. Okay. Also, I think all the more reason to look at Kaya Sharon really, you know, through the magnifying glass after this bowl game because if if he is able to get the win, if he's good enough to get the ball to those players, then I think Willis – you are okay because he's not going to transfer out. I wouldn't think if he's the number two QB. You don't think he will? I, guess what I, do, Bo I, did. Do, I do not. I don't think he'll do what Bo did. And I could be wrong about that. Hell, I probably will be, but I just have a different feeling about that. I think Bo just had in his mind the whole time that he was going to play. And I think he was probably okay when Will was still going to start this year. But then I think when he got moved to third string, he was like, I'm never going to play here. Yeah. But if you're the second string quarterback and you've worked your way up, you were, I mean, you're a Kentucky kid, like, yeah, you're good. But at the same time, they probably had just as good options elsewhere. It's just you were close. And they thought they could get you, and they did. If, if he's good enough to get it to him, Willis, and you've got the other kid coming in, then I'd say let's go. Yeah, you're okay. To clarify on the touchdown to interception ratio, it was that it was in 2021 that he was the only QB nationally with at least 35 TD passes and five or fewer interceptions. I like it. So that was last year. Very that impressive. Tell, it tells me he's pretty accurate. Oh yeah, I'd say so. And I don't it, know what his level of competition was, but go ahead. What were you about to say? ACC. So it. it I mean, it's not that. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's not SEC, but they they're decent, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but um, I I was I was kind of when I saw that originally, I was like, well, why the hell is this guy still in college and coming to Kentucky when when Will Levis is? What I got, I love Will. I'm not saying anything bad about Will, but like, how's Will being projected so high in the draft and this guy so accurate is coming back again? But then then I heard on the radio he got hurt, so I guess there's just a lot of factors to that, but. I think also I don't think that he well he's not as big he's six one he's listed as like six one and a half two hundred something pounds okay um, Will is six four 
probably 240. Awesome. He's awesome. He could be playing damn linebacker. I also don't think that this kid has as powerful of an arm. He isn't going to zip that damn thing like Will Levis, but few people are. Yeah. Because he's just such a powerful human being. And so I think those two things, like anytime you're undersized in the NFL, you better be really, really fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, people like Kyler Murray, like you better be able to run the damn, you better be Michael Vick style. You better be able to take off out of that pocket and that those linebackers aren't going to catch you. Which our boy Will can do. We just unfortunately didn't get to see enough of this year. Well, he could run you over too. That's true. <laughs> I don't know about this dude. I don't – I mean, if he's injury prone, then they're not going to be running him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or I wouldn't think they would. And they should have a good uh, three running back rotation and I, honestly a decent fourth running back on the depth chart. So I'd say you'll get a heavy dose of that. They'll be yep. running the hell out of the ball. And then they'll be using Barion and Dane Key and Tavion Robinson if he comes back and – those tight ends too and that's that's quite a lineup of receivers yeah using them receivers right and and i'll back to leary uh just also just pretty damn cool we stole him from auburn pretty much and people were getting worried he was going to go there and kentucky he's coming to kentucky over auburn that's just we're we're in a place pretty impressive place right now with kentucky football and you you basically won a recruiting battle against the cheater of all cheaters and Hugh Freeze. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's just crazy too. Like a few weeks ago, you and I have been doing this podcast. Like, still worried about next year. Who's going to be our QB? Who's going to be running the ball? And it's all working out. Yeah, got a tougher schedule coming, but I, I like, I like what they've put together here, especially with Liam back, man. It's gonna be I sick. do too. I do too. And I don't know. There are some of those guys that may come back and may not. You know, J.J. Weaver, Tavion Robinson, a handful others maybe. Kenneth Horsley being another one. But Speaking of coming back, and um, uh-huh. we talked about this a couple nights ago, but we didn't. But then I got wind of <clears throat> something else. Keontae Goodwin announced he was leaving, but now I'm hearing something. Something that he may not be. He may be coming back to Kentucky. What the heck? Well, I don't think he was happy. I, I, well, I wouldn't be either with the playing time he, he was getting. Uh, touche. I couldn't agree more. Um, I'll say, too, though, Willis, he's been wishy-washy from the jump. And if you'll recall, this time last year, they had the big dog on the radio. And this is the morning of signing day. Mm-hmm. I and, that. He, and he said something about, you know, uh, Keontae was basically back and forth right down there at the wire. And they didn't know if they were going to get him or not. And so, I don't, I mean, and he's always had really close Louisville connections. And, man, I'm sure that when he was growing up because of the, like, Lamar and them, that he had to be a huge Louisville fan. There's no way. So. Where's he from? He's from Louisville. Really? Yeah, but he went to like a prep school up in Ohio or Indiana or something. Okay. That's I was thinking he was from Ohio. Okay, that makes – I got you. So he's got some pretty deep connections there. I mean, it's nothing to scoff at. They they could get him, and Brom is a good recruiter. Yeah. 
I mean, he hit Purdue. Purdue's, you know, I don't know. I guess it all depends on how you view him. But I never viewed Purdue as this really successful program. But Brom has at least kept them competitive. Yep. And he's from Kentucky, so he's gonna, he's from hell. He's from Louisville, so yep. he's he's gonna be tough. You're gonna be competing with him for a lot of those Southern Ohio. Kentucky recruits, Tennessee. I mean, he basically has our same recruiting area. I guess we'll see what's going on there in a few years. I think you'll see it in this next class, really. Damn. But, I mean, I don't – maybe not. Also, he's got to win at some point, too. For the first year or two, he can walk in a house and say, hell, I'm Jeff Brown. I played St. X, played one of the best high school football games ever played in the state of Kentucky. I'm a beast. Here, I'm a beast. Come, come play for me. But that only gets you so far. At some point, you got to win, too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're kind of rambling on this now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Is there anything other – Key stuff from football you want to discuss here before we move into that other sport. We did really good in the transfer portal, but at the same time, it's super hard for me to judge now because I feel like sometimes we get all hyped up about people in the transfer portal and then we forget that there's a reason they're leaving. Yeah. You know, and not, not, I'm not dissing them all because we've gotten some really good players in the transfer portal too, but. People like the guy from Alabama, or he's from Kentucky, but that played for Alabama, the the offensive lineman. Yeah. Eh. I mean, are we glad to have him? Yeah, sure. Come on home, bud. You got a year left. We'll take you. We got plenty of scholarships since we had 10 players transfer out in a week. And you told me he uh, he wasn't even playing with them, right? Well, he wasn't, wasn't really playing much, but the thing that really got me was he wasn't even on the too deep debt chart and he was an upperclassman oh lord now they do recruit crazy good at alabama as we know so it's easy to get passed up but at the same time like everybody needs to you kind of need to understand what you're getting this isn't like they're starting running back said he was going to transfer to kentucky this is a third string offensive lineman that's been there for five years four or five years to be to be recruited by Alabama and company, uh, whatever Nick Saban and company. That's yeah, that is somewhat impressive. But now yeah, you got me worried about that. So uh, to to quote a, a friend of mine, he said, uh, "Hell, a, a bad player at Alabama will do great at Kentucky." Yeah, I could see that. So maybe that'll be the case for him. It may be, but. Um... We did really good in the transfer portal, I think. And and I think we did good with some freshmen. I don't know as much about these guys. Um, I mean, there are some decent people that we got. There was a kid out of Nashville that's pretty good, that's a wide receiver, good size, 6'3". His name's uh, Shamar Porter, I believe. Um, they got a, lot, a couple linebackers, a couple offensive linemen, couple safeties they loaded we're, we're kind of reloading our defensive backfield they got two in the transfer portal and i'll be able to jantez dunn who's a safety 
and J.Q. Hardaway. Both of those guys, they recruited out of high school. Hardaway, is he from Ohio State? He's from Cincinnati, but the other boy, Dunn, is from Ohio State. Okay. Uh, I like both of them. The running back from Vandy's huge. Quarterback's huge. We kind of talked about them already. And then the offensive tackle from Northern Illinois. I did read a stat on this guy. His name is Marquez Cox. He had over 1,000 snaps, and in those 1,000, he allowed three sacks. Wow. Wow. I I assume, because this is what he's being recruited to do at Kentucky, I assume that the majority of those snaps were at left tackle, where presumably you're going up against normally the team's best pass rusher also. Now, he was playing at Northern something University. Northern Illinois, I believe, yeah. who we who we played. There you go. Cheers. You got them pegged. Stole on them. There was a guy we got last minute today, Tavion Gadson from Savannah, Georgia, 6'4", 280 defensive lineman. I like that size. Yeah. Uh, we got the Kamari Anderson tight end. He was committed to Cincinnati, but when their coach left for that other job, he decommitted. Uh, two safeties in this class, and they're two of the four highest recru- or ranked recruits that we got out of high school. Avery Stewart, 6'2", 174 pounds out of Montgomery, Alabama, safety. And then Jeremiah Anglin, who's a safety as well, 6'1", 184. So I like that. I mean, you, you have to, in the SEC, you've got to be able to guard those receivers. Mm-hmm. You got to have people that are athletes make a play on the ball. So I like it, and that's about all I've got on them. Well, hell yeah! But well, I got—I know we're trying to get away from football, but I kind of got a question. Just is uh, this transfer portal? Portal? Excuse me, I do it all the time. Uh, is this like kind of a new one and done thing? With I mean, with especially on the QB kind of thing with Leary. I mean, I feel like he's going to be here for one year and then go and then like. Is Sharon stepping up the next year? Are we going to look to do the same thing? You know what I'm saying? Man, I mean, it's a valid question. And I I think that, um, well, you know, Willis, I really don't know. Because on one hand, I guess part of the thing for Kentucky is we really haven't recruited a quarterback out of high school that has panned out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, even going back to Steven Johnson. Yeah. Before Terry Wilson, like, really, Mark Stoops' thing has kind of been find somebody that's done it good somewhere else at some somewhere in college and get them to come play for you. Yep. So, I don't know. And it's an e- that, that's another thing, man. The quarterbacks, you invest so much time in them and you've got so few of them on scholarship. You know, it's not like an offensive lineman. Well, okay, if you can't play left tackle, then, well, hell, we'll slide you down to guard then. And, you know, if our center leaves next year, we'll teach you how to snap. And you can't really do that with a quarterback. Yep. So if you miss on them, they're just standing over there with a headset on. That's it. Or standing by the water cooler. Hey, how's your mom and them doing? Good, good. Can't wait to get on home. Been a good game. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know what they'll do, but 
I, I would say that, but that's the, the flip side of your question is this. Will Liam Cohen go out? Because this dude's only going to be here for a year, this Leary kid. Uh-huh. So who's he going to recruit? Because presumably, since he has his quarterback already for this coming year, he's going to start immediately recruiting his next quarterback. Yep. I mean, you would think. And you're thinking like one out of like finally a top one out of high school, maybe or or another I, transfer. Poten- potentially, I got on and looked at who the, some of their prospects are for that 2024 class, and um, I think they're I think they're in the running for a, a decent quarterback or two. But also, I, I'm trying not to read too much into that because some of that is based on Rich Scangarello and his recruiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's. You know, not to say they're an afterthought, but right here on signing day, you're not really thinking about those juniors today. It's all about the seniors. And Liam Cohen's not even officially added to the staff. So I'd say he'll pull a a rabbit out of his hat like he did with Will Levis, and he may not be as good as Will Levis. He may be better, but I I would say that he's going to keep a competitive quarterback because they're going to want to play for a guy like Liam. Yeah. Well, I hope we can keep Liam – Multiple years this time. You, if you keep him two years, Willis, you shake his hand and say, "Thank God you came back." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really, he's that good. I think. Yep. Yes, he is. All right, then, man. Let's. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's move into this other sport. One of my faves, but I'm a little down about it right now. You know. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. I'm 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 glad. I was just gonna say I'm glad that we aren't putting out that other podcast that we did earlier this week because you know, we got to watch them tonight, uh, although neither one of us has seen it, I guess. We've seen the scores, we've seen the box score. Yeah. He's done some stuff, and this is another reason why we didn't release that other podcast, is because he has done some stuff that we talked about that he needed to do. Yep. And so whether he's coming to the conclusion on his own or somebody's helping him get there, doesn't really matter, but he's kind of doing what we're asking him to do. And that's kind of been the trend since we lost at St. Peter's. Yep. And part of him is when you say you're going to do something, do it. And he has so many times in the past said, Oh, I need to get such and such involved. Like Bryce Hopkins last year. Now he's putting a 30 piece nugget on somebody. Mm-hmm winning in double overtime um you know it's like drew franklin always says well don't don't tell us that don't say all i need to do such and such you're literally the only person on planet earth that can make it happen (laughs) but i was glad to see him shake that starting lineup up oh absolutely man and those minutes yeah uh it's it was. I've I've been a big defender of Cal forever. It was time for me to finally look in the mirror and say, "Hey, dude, this isn't. You got to say, like Cal. That they talk about this on KSR. He he wants to prove people wrong. And so I I've kind of right there with him now. I've been defending him for so long. I've been predict projecting predicting blah blah whatever the back-to-back, just crazy shit. So I've just always just defended him nonstop. And it was time for him to change stuff up. And I'm, I'm 
it was Florida A and M tonight, but but I'm glad he he seems to be on the right track with it. If 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 all goes well like this the rest of the season, because look at Casey Wallace tonight, man. Ten he he is the one, like severe a few games ago was the one that shot it fifteen or sixteen times, and we everybody was saying this cannot be it. Tonight Wallace was ten for fifteen, five for six from the three point line. He had nine assists, twenty seven points. The offense was finally running through him, and that's what it needs to do to be successful. I mean, that that and it, this team as a whole is not set for the offense Cal likes to run, but that guy right there is set for it, and he's he's one that needs to be leading it, no matter what offense is running. He, Casey Wallace is that dude, man. He is. And there are so many good Cal teams that have had, I mean, they're all unique, obviously, but that have certain skill sets that Kaysen also has. Yeah. He can, ha- he can handle the ball good enough to be your point guard. He shoots better than severe and good enough to obviously be respected if he's shooting, what'd you say, five or six tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so... It's severe also, this is something that you and I have talked about. I think that a six-man is undervalued. Yes. Just by, like, definition almost. But I think especially now today, we don't – your six-man is almost like a sixth starter. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I've always viewed them. And that person – should be able to come in and be so good at whatever, you know, they do well that they completely shake up the dynamic of the game in your favor. Yep. Darius Miller did that. Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Liggins did that before he became, you know, kind of more of a centerpiece. It's, I think it's almost more important for severe to be that for us. Absolutely. He does do some good things, but he also, like you said, can't be shooting 40 times a game and getting 35 minutes. We can't, he's not that dude. Mm-mm. And I think Cal has wanted him to be that. And of course we all would like, what if he was just like Tyler Eulis? Well, that'd be great. And he could play right there with Kaysen and Kaysen be more like Jamal Murray. And then yep. you're, you're really playing, but. He's just not that. And so now it's become less about severe and more about Kaysen. Yes. Kaysen is capable and you can't keep him on the bench if he's going to do stuff like what he did tonight or anything close. Even if severe can give you something, he can't give you that. No. <laughs> so I don't The NBA literally has a six man of the year award. Like, yeah. That that to have that title, it it means something. Yes, and it it can be good, and I, I think Severe would would definitely excel at it. And I just, you know, I, I was a big def- Severe defender, and you know, wanted him to get his minutes, wanted him to get his assists. I still want to do want him to get that, but I think it should be lesser than it has been, and and as a six man, which which. So many people on the comment sections of Facebook and calling into KSR and everywhere else are, have been saying this too. And it's, it's official. And I think Cal's finally seeing it too. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, he made a comment tonight after the game about it being tough to play here and how it's even harder to play here with the pressure and the negativity of people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we walk a fine line. If we continue to lose and we are out early in the tournament and next year we falter, I mean, those are a lot of different things that have to happen, but that could lead you down a road of him potentially not being the coach here in a few years and not because he steps away. Or, you know, maybe this team does figure it out and he turns it around. And so I think that the word I'm going to use, we need to be a little more steadfast. We are Kentucky fans. We all want what's best. And it is okay to criticize and be mad. And, you know, Mitch Barnhart, I, I, I love him. He's done a lot of good things. He said a quote the other day that I really loved. He said, I am grateful for the amount of pressure that the fan base puts on us to win. That was, in, in essence, what he said. <laughs> because that means that we're alive. Like, we, we love it. We're in yeah. tune with it. We want it to be successful. We love it. It's what we grew up on. It's what we bonded with our family and our friends over. It's something that we look forward to in the winter. It's, it's all these different things for us. It's a tradition. It's something we can be proud of that, you know, is so important to us in a lot of different ways. And in a lot of ways, it's all about winning. But if you're not winning, then we just want you to be right there with us. And like, try something new or come out and say that it pisses you off that we're losing and that it isn't acceptable and that this is the gold standard and it will continue to be and we're going to do whatever it takes. But, you know, we as fans also have to be the gold standard. We can't be on there bitching and moaning every five seconds. And no, that doesn't mean you don't say something, you know, negative. I mean, we're all going to do our little coaching from the sidelines and stuff, but Mm – you, you just some we're gonna have to grow up a little bit here and and kind of say look life in part you can't just snap your fingers and make it perfect too many things going on and so he needs our help too just like we want him to fix some stuff we need to fix some stuff and if they lose to somebody like louisville i'll come on the next podcast and you won't even you'll think it's a different person talking <laughs> Yeah, I'll be ready to burn Lexington to the ground. Yeah, but we're we're kind of we're kind of a little different right now than we were a couple nights ago when we, we are. recorded this thing. But and but I, and I still feel the same way that I as I did when we were saying some of the things we were saying then. Like, yeah. I mean that 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 UCLA game, uh, that's that sucked. That that's not Kentucky basketball. Not even that. That's not basketball. Yeah. 53 points in an, a 40-minute game. I I I turned that off before it was over, but I watched too much of it. And I, I will not watch – I will not waste my time watching a game like that ever again. And so tonight, again, it's Florida A&M, but the, we're up in the 80s. That's what I, that's what I want to see every game. And with how he did the minutes tonight, hopefully we will see that. And doesn't that – so from the last time we talked, the podcast that we didn't release, 
till now. Don't you feel like part of the reason that we're a little more positive is because some of the stuff we were talking about, he actually did like playing the the starting lineup and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. like even the people that did start, maybe I mean even Oscar, like he played less minutes. Lance Ware played more minutes than he normally does. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the first headlines of was it's still being released here, but that we talked about last time was uh, the the O annual tweet that he talks about. Yeah, um, but but I mean if and he he talked about the tweak and changed up the lineup and and he did it and so hopefully hopefully he sticks with it. Yeah, it works. It did work tonight, but again, Florida ain't it, whatever. Well, and I think with us too, like we can't take one step forward, like like we did tonight, like with the different lineup stuff you were just talking about. We can't do that, and then the next game come out and severe start and play thirty minutes and get like right, right. We, we, we can't regress. We 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 can't we can't live our life like that. And if we're going to do that, then we're going to come on the next podcast and we're going to be super frustrated because it's going to feel like that this was all for nothing. Mm -hmm. It was just a show or it was just, we need to stick to this. Lance does need to be getting more minutes until Oscar gets his shit together. Or maybe just because, Hey, Oscar needs a break every now and again. He can't play 38 minutes a game, every game. Not the way he plays, not getting 60 rebounds and, you know, constantly being on the other team's biggest player. Can't do it. Yep. And there's too much talent on the bench. You know, we talk about it with the offensive line in Kentucky. What is the point of having multi-year players if you're not going to give them multiple years of playing experience? They have to have the game reps. You have to. When I look at that stat line tonight, the only thing I don't like is Damian Collins only having five minutes and basically having zero across the board with the rest of the stat line except for one rebound and one personal foul. Uh, um, it is disappointing. He he's got so much potential, and he he was a top recruit that of his year. That's a, and I know he's. He's going through some stuff, so I, I don't know if there's more to that there on why he's not getting the minutes, but I just was hoping to see so much more from him this season, and I hope he doesn't get wasted. Well, I agree, and I think you that was well said. Um, I, there is a lot going on there, and we'll never know to what extent that. I mean, obviously, it's probably a pretty big one with his father passing, but. I think also, Willis, maybe maybe we need to realize that part of the reason that he's not what we thought he was going to be is because we haven't been getting what we thought we would get out of our guard play. Yeah. Like, isn't Damian Collins, isn't part of what he's going to do best, like be able to uh, block a shot, go on a fast break or something, and then yep. get an alley-oop? Yep. You know, and be able to run the floor and really show his athleticism and his. We don't do that. You know, severe, severe will normally bring the ball up and stand around and dribble for a minute and try to drive in and then stop on his pivot foot and try to kick it out to some. You know, so it's just not really the offense we play. If Marcus, if it was Marcus Lee, 
instead of Damian Collins, do you think that we'd be seeing what we saw then out of Marcus Lee, or do you think we'd be seeing what we're seeing now? If Severe's doing it? If Marcus Lee was on this team, like, would he be the Marcus oh. Lee that he was when he was at Kentucky, or would he be doing, like, stuff like Damian Collins is doing? I don't know. I think they're very similar. So, I think yeah. I think your personnel, man, I think it matters. Yeah, it does. And it – um, so I'm still looking at the stat line here. I gotta, I gotta say one thing that I said on the pod we didn't release. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, that's Jacob Toppin, man. He was getting, getting too many minutes. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to disrespect these players ever. I don't want to attack them ever. But you know, sometimes you just gotta look at this stuff about with facts and realism. And Jacob Toppin was an unranked person in his class and went to Rhode Island. Yep. Um, I, and still tonight he had 19 minutes and he's got four points and five rebounds to show for it. I just feel like some of those minutes could have gone to Collins. Now, again, that may be more to it to why he's just not playing more in this game. I don't know, but I just, I just wanted to see more from Collins and less from Toppin, even less from where to an extent too. I think we minutes wise. I think we both kind of feel the same way. I don't know. I I don't know what the, you know, I'm to the point, Willis, because of what I said last year about Keon Brooks, that I don't know if any of those two people are the ants. I think maybe Livingston at the four some more, it would be a good way to get some more, some minutes out of that spot. But then I know it sounds crazy, but if Toppin, and and Colin, if you're not going to get any more points out of the four spot than you're getting, put Oscar at the four for the little time that you put Uganda in the game. Yeah. You know, just play them both. And let me tell you something. Oscar's getting ready to dominate that power four. I feel sorry for him. Yeah. He's in terrible shape. Because you got Oscar and a seven-footer on the floor. And, and I know that, you know, like everybody says, oh, that's – not really, you know, how basketball's played. It's more of a, well, I mean, you use what you got. You just imagine if Oscar could shoot and you played him at the four. Who is he? He's Patrick Patterson. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Or Ter- Terrence Jones. If he could shoot like them, and at the four, he's not going to be under the basket as much. But you wouldn't do I mean, you're not talking about a whole lot of minutes a game. But like you, to your argument, you just all you're trying to do is move some minutes around. You're not saying don't play these guys. You're just saying, you know, maybe for what they're giving you when you're on the floor, they shouldn't be getting half the game. Yep, for sure. Uh, Since we're talking about some of these guys that have a couple years under their belts, I want to go ahead and move into the old. Cat of the day, cat of the day, it is the cat of the day. Cat of the day, cat of the day, it is the cat of the day. Cat of the day. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep it going there for a second. I didn't know if first <laughs> we've never heard or what. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. Uh, but this week, this episode, excuse me. 
we forgot one um a couple episodes ago almost forgot it this week but since we redid it we're not gonna forget and we got a good one I came back for a sophomore season slow start to it but then dominated it's mr pj washington who i didn't even know this was born in louisville kentucky huh. uh, he, he played in uh i believe texas or somewhere um but yeah he was born in louisville um pretty good career at, at kentucky first team all sec in 2019 um yeah, uh, drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, and he's he's I think he's doing pretty well with them. So he he was just a prime example of coming back for that sophomore season and really succeeding or really improving your game. Yeah, PJ is what you want. That he is the reason why we get frustrated with people like Jacob Toppin. Mm-hmm. Is because PJ was good his freshman year and he he got plenty of playing time and stuff. But when he came back that sophomore year, he had added some different parts to his game and mm-hmm. he much better. Is another dude there exactly. There was a noticeable improvement. Everybody could see it, including the NBA scouts, and that is why he got drafted higher. And I don't know, man. He's he's the person that you look at and you say. That's who you emulate if you come back. Yep. You put in the time. Did something happen? (laughs) (laughs) You hear that? I I don't know what's happening. Sorry, I I I grabbed Harper because she woke up a minute ago. I thought we might be able to finish this thing while I still got her. Oh yeah. (laughs) She just said, what'd you say? <laughs> what, oh, did, what, what did we say? I don't know. You're going on about how PJ is just a perfect example of how you improve your game the next year. When well, you come look, back. Harper, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> when you come back, Harper, after your freshman year, you know, your your dad, Willis here, he's going to be saying, oh, go pro, go pro. No, no. no. You come back for your sophomore year and you get you get a little better, then you're gonna be going in the first round. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's what happened to him? See, Daddy, look, look how much more money I made because I didn't listen to you. Hey, PJ, since we're still on him, he he's had some issues with the money. You remember that one thing that happened to him? With well, girl? The, <laughs> the problem with PJ is he was thinking with the wrong head once he went <laughs> to Charlotte. So. Uh, or up there, over there, but yeah, yeah, he uh, he knocked that one girl up, and that didn't work out too good for him. No, it didn't. As but that I'm... crazy ass fool Kanye West says, he got it <laughs> eighteen years or something. Oh like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is he still alive? Which one? Kanye West. Yeah, man. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a. It's a touchy subject with me, to be honest with you, man. I'm how you, you probably, I mean, you know this about me. I was a big Kanye fan, but he's. Oh, you still are. You still nah, are. I, he's, he's really gone off the deep end. <laughs> yeah. Well. And I know everybody's been saying this for a while, but like he's, he's, he took it to levels I never expected. What did he do to you, Willis, that's made you turn against him? I don't really want to get into this on this pod, man. Oh, I think it'd be great. Why not? 
you didn't see the stuff of a couple weeks ago with him? No, no, I can happily say I don't keep up with him. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, is making the news everywhere. He got on that Alex Jones dude podcast and was talking about Hitler being a somewhat a good dude or something and uh, somewhat a good dude. Well, I'm sure to Ava Braun, he probably was. I mean, you know, there's a little bit of good in everybody, I guess, but that overall he's a terrible human being. Are you kidding me? It ain't even up for debate. Yeah. There's a lot more to it and and a lot I just don't know about. And he just he went about the stuff in the wrong way in a lot of in a lot of ways. Yeah. This is the Kentucky podcast. Why are we talking about Kanye? Well, you know, he's Kentucky has a lot to do with uh, Hitler and things like that, you know. Oh, Lord, I hate where our cat of the day went. As oh, God, yeah. <laughs> As Sorry. usual, not doing him justice. Sorry, Especially PJ. PJ here. Yeah, PJ did a lot of good things. He should not have missed all those free throws wherever he uh, Kansas State. Oh, oh. Mm. I was mere feet from where I am right now and watched the whole thing. And let me tell you something, Willis. I've never been closer to ripping TV off the side of the wall. Yeah, I forgot about him, his free throws in that game. And that, man. Sweet six. Man. We that we were too good. And the, good. the, the and bracket opened up. It was terrible. Yeah, it was wide open. Whoever the one seed was, was out. And Arizona, who people were pick, picking that year, was out. And man, that is that is one of those tough ones where we always called each other, talked about it, man. Once again, something stupid's happened. Our time is coming. Our time is coming. And it's gotten real stupid the past couple of years. So hopefully our time is really coming. Oh, our time's coming. All right. Let me tell you something. Um even if we're mediocre for the next couple of years, that's better than that damn nine and whatever we were. No. Or getting beat by St. Peter's in the first round. Guess what, Willis? It doesn't get any worse than it's been. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, just, it has to get better, though. Exactly. <laughs> Let me tell you, we we got to talk about one more thing before we end this podcast. And um, th- we did talk about this in the episode that won't be released. And then it's not released, and KSR talks about it the same day. that we, And we had already talked about it. That's crazy. But that's our boy, John Calipari, wardrobe. It's just, it's not what it once was. My man's not in suits anymore. And I, some, just a weird part of me feels like that's a reason for some of the struggles too. I don't know. I I definitely think it sends a, you know, they teach you in school about how your body language says a lot about how you communicate with people. And I, mm-hmm. th- I think that how you dress, how you present yourself, though, the combination of things, um, that matters. Yeah. And I think that, that depending on how you dress, it can affect the people around you, you know? And so I'm not going to say it's, it's more lackadaisical or anything because he's not wearing a suit. I just, it feels like it's less like business and we're just, we're going out there to do whatever we want mm-hmm. because he's doing whatever he wants. And I hate to say that th- there's a dress code or something, but somebody somewhere needs to look up and say, if you make $8 million a year, <laughs> 
You need to be wearing a freaking suit on the sidelines. What are yeah. you? You can go out and get a good suit. If a suit fits you right, it's just as comfortable as wearing anything else, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I will, I will say that, yeah, I've, I've had a, a job in the business world, multiple jobs, and that is, in different times. A lot of times we would require a suit and tie and stuff, but when when I could pull out a polo and a, some khakis, I would I would love doing that. But but when you wear that suit, you're gonna feel good. You're gonna look good. You're gonna feel good, and you're gonna have good results from there. So I just I do kind of hope sometimes he gets that suit back out. What if I told you, Willis, <clears throat> that you got to ha- at your job, your business, your professional business job. What if I told you that you got to have casual Friday? Oh. <laughs> but then what if I told you that casual Friday <laughs> actually wasn't Friday? It was the other four days of the week and you only had to be in a suit <laughs> one day. Yeah. Would 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 that be okay? I would sign the hell up for that one. Okay. Well, that's all I'm asking out of Calipari. You don't have to like wake up and go to practice in one practice i ain't asking you to do that alan iverson (laughs) (laughs) i i just want you to wear them on game day that's a really good good point jack and a good way to look at that wow i wish we could talk to him about it well thank you willis i i don't care if he wears the suit and wears sneakers like they do sometimes i would just love to see that too yeah I mean, I, th- I personally, I hate that, but I'll take it over uh, what he's been wearing, the old track suit and tennis shoes. Now, now, usually when they do the suit and the tennis shoes, it's for a cause. It I is. Can't, yeah. I can't remember the cause, but I just want to throw that out there. But Yep. No, I'm, I I think that means something. And I, th- I think that there are a lot of people that feel that way. And I think that there are also a lot of people that say, eh, I don't care. But. You know, I mean, what's also Cal Perry is not a bad looking dude. Like, why? <laughs> I mean, I, I felt like when he used to be in that suit and we'd be playing Rick and them, I'd be like, man, this is, I feel like we got the mafia up here sitting in this. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I felt like we were just ready to go. Like, look at Cal. He don't walked in here, sli- hair slicked the F back, good looking suit pointing to people in the crowd how he doing mm-hmm. we don't get that anymore we we've got a a, a gray-headed dude in a track suit that's uh, gonna tell you something about his dogs in the press conference oh but i love him i ain't gonna get off on that i i mean he does need to get it get our stuff together we yep. would be doing what we've been doing it's unacceptable mm-hmm. but i do love i'll always love him you know, he won a national championship here, and I don't care what anybody says. That was one of the best times of my life, basketball-wise. So, Heck, yeah. I'd love to get back to it, and I think <clears throat> I think if he puts that suit back on, he's going to start us in the right direction. You know what people say sometimes about how that they, they hope things turn around and uh-huh. oh, they hope that we don't. We've, we've said it many times on this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I think that we, I think we're a good example of when that doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like if that doesn't happen, we're, we're not going to stand for it. Uh-uh. You know, we will run you out of town because we want to be good that bad. Yep. 
So I don't, I don't, I don't think mediocrity is an option. Not at all. All right. Well, perfect. Thanks. Okay. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um, we're taking a week off. We got Christmas coming. I got stuff going on like crazy. Jack probably does too. He'll have another birthday in that in that time frame oh, too. Nothing going on with me. It's so we, next time you hear from us, it's going to be a new year, and there's going to be two more basketball wins, and there's going to be a Kentucky win over Iowa again. Sounds great. Heck yes, sir. That'll do it then. If, if it sounds good to you, brother, go cats. Go cats. What you talking about, Lacunia?